How we doing? I am your host, Robert T. Gardner Jr., also known as Dr. Rob. Welcome to Station B.O.B. And let me tell you a little about thee. I am a kid from a Harlem hood who turned out good. I got educated like I should. Now I know how to help you grow to become the best of your being in life, love, and work. With that said, I am here to provide you with some clarity associated with the perplexity of the challenges in your life, love, and work. So, without further ado, let's get down on it. Enjoy the show. Ah, yes, how we doing? And welcome once again, my friend, to Station B.O.B., where you listen to learn how to become the best of your being in life, love, and work. I'm your host, Dr. Rob, and as always, I am so happy to be here with you, sharing and providing content, hopefully, that will make a difference in your life. Before I go any further, I would just like to take a moment for gratitude and give my supporters of this podcast a round of applause. And I want to I want to say thank you. Just thank you for supporting me on LinkedIn and at the places where you download your podcast. As always, my podcast can be found at Apple, Spotify, Pandora, and many other podcast apps. And this is just I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you. The podcast is growing slowly but surely, and we uh, appreciate you tuning in. And so today I have another top topic that is stop child pawn. You hurt them, your children, not him, your ex. And so this, this podcast today is based on a book that I wrote entitled Access Denied. Because it has everything to do with the breakup between couples and what what these parents do with with their children to hurt the other parent and how that can lead to years of emotional pandemonium due to court battles, denied visitation, parent alienation, child support, and on top of that, biased decisions made in court orders made by the judges in the family court system. And just to further my point about some of the uh, perils and horrors of child pawn, I'd like to share with you an excerpt from my book, Access Denied. And this excerpt comes from the back cover. And it, and it goes like this. 
This book calls out the harsh realities of life for children who are used as pawns by parents when their relationships end on bad terms. Many children, along with their fathers, fall victim to the unspeakable horrors and widespread ramifications of child pawn. The effects of child pawn on our children can erode and eradicate the healthy development of their intangible of the intangible aspects of their personalities related to their social and emotional development. Yet there is no courthouse, no legislation, no real voice and no place for most mostly fathers to go when their children fall prey to the stronghold levied upon them by, in many cases, their angry mothers, when their relationships with the fa- with their fathers end on bad terms. And so with that said, I'd like to say what I call child pawn is also called malicious mother syndrome. Now, I didn't make that up. That's based on some research that I've done. And however, I, I have to say that both mothers and fathers can be capable of such actions and behaviors. And they call that malicious parent syndrome. But for the record, this show is about what mothers do. Or let me, let me just rephrase that. This show is about the mothers who perpetrate these nefarious acts toward fathers. Although I do know that there are some fathers who, who do this as well. However, this show is about the mothers because in many cases or most cases of divorce or, you know, child support orders, the mothers usually become the custodial parents or the, you know, the primary caregiver. And so let me just share with you some of the points of, malicious parent syndrome and see if any of this rings true or familiar to you. The uh, punishing one is punishing the divorcing parent by getting court orders to separate the other parent from the child denial, deny children visitation and communication with the parent lies to children and others and mild and may violate the law. And this person does not normally suffer from any other mental disorder that would explain these issues. The parents who are the custodial parents, usually the mothers, are the ones with the power in these cases because they have the children. They drive the misery toward the other parent when it comes to alienating kids, denying access to the kids, child support payments, holidays, pickup, and drop-off times. This subject begs the question, and we, we will deal with this question later on down the road in the show, but this, this subject begs the question as to why mothers deny good fathers access to their children after their relationships end. When fathers do not give a damn, then women tend to complain about, you know, how foul that is and 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 we're deadbeat dads. But 
the father who loves and cares and wants to spend time with his child usually finds it to be the most difficult thing to do based on the behavior of the mother when these relationships end. And so I'm going to repeat the name of the show. Stop child pond. You don't hurt him. Your ex, you hurt them, your children. And so I think I should just share a little bit of my own story with Child Pawn, which is really what inspired me to write my book, Access Denied. And I was involved in a turbulent marriage, meaning that there were lots of issues. It wasn't that we didn't get along, but, you know, I think my, well, I don't think, I'm sure that my ex-wife had some emotional issues or personality um, challenges or they, you know, better known in social work as disorders. Now, I don't say this. I'm not bashing her or putting her down. That's not what I'm looking to do here. This show is about uplifting people. But in order to uplift people, I also have to tell the truth. The truth, I'm sorry. And so my, my marriage was, you know, up and down, never hot, and mostly cold. And so ultimately that led to divorce and the divorce and the scenarios in family court, the situations lasted for a little over a decade. The, the, the turbulence, the fight to spend time with my daughter lasted 10 years. That was longer than my marriage, which I believe was, I don't know, two, maybe three years. Essentially, my ex, my ex, or I'll just say my daughter's mother, she started interfering with my parenting time. You know, I found me, uh, I started seeing a, a, another young lady, had a nice relationship. All of a sudden, my visitations were interrupted. I would get notes in the mail saying that you won't be able to see uh, Taylor this weekend. Um, I mean, that led to many court court battles. I have been to court so many times. I'm talking family court. I've been to family court so many times. I feel like a criminal because quite often I was always right on the issues, but I always seemed to get the short end of the stick. The judges always seemed to rule against me and it was just the hardest thing to to figure out. It was very frustrating because I would be, you know, my parenting time is being interfered with by my daughter's mother. But it always never those type of issues were never addressed. And eventually I would get to see my daughter, but it was always a struggle. And so what I started realizing is that my daughter is is being used to hurt me because, of course, I loved her and I wanted to spend time with her and I just wanted to be a father. And so here again, I I just want to ask the question, why is it when a father, when, when the woman, the mother of the child is aware that the father 
loves the child, wants to be in the child's life, even after the breakup, that that mothers of our children see this as an opportunity to use the child as a weapon to hurt the other parent, usually the father. And you know the crazy thing about that is that as 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 human beings, men, yes, we are hurt. I was I was hurt by the fact that my ex-wife did not let me see my daughter all the time. It was it seemed like it was always a struggle. Even when I could see her and pick her up for basket I would pick her up on Saturdays for basketball practice. She would give me the wrong address to the basketball practice locations and then watched me drive up and down the street from her car looking for the places. I remember one time I was picking my daughter up in the summer and she was, I was picking up from a soccer field. I had on the suit after work. It was like August 15th and I went to the soccer field to get where I was supposed to pick up my daughter and she wasn't there. So I ran to another soccer field. And for those of you who have children that played soccer or you know what soccer looks like, those fields are pretty big. Anyway, I'm going back and forth on this summer day looking for my daughter. And then I just so happened to to look in a different direction. And I saw my daughter's mother standing there looking at me run back and forth to these different soccer fields. And when she realized I saw her, she just started walking to her car. And she left her suitcase there for me to take my child. So when when I was able to pick her up, it was a struggle. And when I was not able to pick her up, it was a struggle. And I just want to point out to the women that when you think about it, is it a good idea to keep the father away from the children, not, you know, right now we're not even talking about the benefit of that to the children. We're talking about the idea that when you keep the children or the father away from the children, then essentially you make yourself a single parent. Now who wants to be a single parent aside from the, the, maybe the, the, job as the president of the United States, being a single parent is a very difficult job. For God's sakes, I'm married again. And my wife and I, we have two children and we cannot do enough to stay on top of the homework, the, the clothes, the programs, the after school activities. What the, are the children going to eat? So and denying the father access you make yourself a single parent now who who would do that in their right mind to make yourself a single parent just to hurt the the other parent so ladies mothers mothers to be if you're listening to this podcast let me give you a little secret If you really want to hurt the fathers or this may not hurt them but if you really want to get at them Make them take care of their children. Yeah, that's right. That's the way to get them. Sunday afternoon when they want to watch football, they got to pick up their kids and take them home. Before the game is over, fellas, forgive me, I'm not 
trying to ruin your Sundays. What I'm really trying to point out is that for the mothers or mothers-to-be, it's not a good idea to make yourself a single parent by denying the father's access to visit and see and spend time with their children. If you really want to get at the father, as I said, make him spend time with the children. You see, because this, this is what happened in my scenario. By Because my ex-wife got in the way of me seeing my daughter, then I started writing about my experiences in this situation. And that led to me, actually that inspired me to write my first book, The Choices We Make. So, you see, I had free time on my hands because my daughter's mother was trying to keep her away from me. So she thought she was hurting me, and she was in the beginning. But then my, my cell phone started ringing. You know, I started getting calls from people who were interested, other young ladies. Hey, some of my boys were doing barbecues. So then I began to make good use of that time because, not because I wanted to, but because my daughter's mother gave me the opportunity to make myself available to find a real woman, okay, to to enhance my social life during the summer. And so I started writing books, and then I started speaking you know, doing speaking engagements, talking about how to find, you know, healthy relationships and promoting some of my ideas about relationships. And so if you want to get at the father, and fathers, I say this, you know, jokingly, but it's so much truth to, to this, is that make the father take care of the child, spend time with the child. If, if you want to, if you want to really get at the father, and of course the father wants that. Um, you know we we want to spend time with our children, but I'm saying to the women, don't make yourself a single parent, okay, by denying access to the children and then allowing the 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 children's father to run amok and be free, and then get mad that he finds a girlfriend or two. And then you want to fight about that the girl better not try to be your son or your daughter's mother. No, no, no. Let the man spend time with his child. That would be the best way to get at him. If you want to keep us out of circulation, that is. So then, and I, and, and this happened to me, but I'm just going to speak about, maybe I'll tell you my story, but I just want to talk about the point that when child pawn really gets bad, some of the parents turn the kids against the fathers or sometimes the fathers, you know, attempt to turn the children or the child against the mothers. But again, yes, they focus here. We're talking about the mothers today. And so when, when, when a parent works to, turn the child against the other parent, you know, uh, that which leads them to be disrespectful to the other parent, maybe say things or do things that hurt the feelings of the other parent, or even as in my case, 
when let me let me just share this with you. My ex-wife, she put soap in my daughter's mouth and spanked her. Okay. My daughter told me about this and I was mortified. And before I finish the rest of this story, I'm going to step to the side and and let a promo in and we'll pick up the story about what happened when my ex-wife put soap in my daughter's mouth. Have you read any good books lately? Your host, Robert T. Gardner Jr., also known as Dr. Rob, is the author of three great books. In his first book, The Choices We Make, Robert takes a look at relationships to help readers learn how to have a good relationship with themselves before they can have good relationships with others. In his second book, Access Denied, Robert brings an eye-opening perspective about what happens to children and fathers when their relationships with the mothers of their children end on bad terms. Robert explores what he calls child pawn when a parent, usually the mother, uses a child as a weapon to hurt the other parent. Robert provides a let-go lab in his book to help parents find positive ways to resolve their issues in the best interest of their children. Light Up Your Life is Robert's latest book. Robert writes about the fact that we are all born with a special God-given talent. Even though we are all born with a special talent, most of us miss our true calling. In this book, you will learn how to find your special talent and light up your life so that you can become the person you were born to be and live a more fulfilled, purpose-driven life. Books are available at barnesandnobles.com, amazon.com, and Robert's website, relationshipreadiness.org. Thank you, and back to the show. Ah, yes, what a promo. That's right, everybody. When you can, if you can, get out there, go online and check out those books, Access Denied, Light Up Your Life and the Choices We Made, authored by Dr. Rob, a.k.a. Robert T. Gardner Jr. And so before the break, we were talking about the idea, you know, that some parents even turn their children against the other parent, the father in this case. And in my situation, I picked my daughter up one Friday and, you know, we went to eat and she said, Dad, I have to tell you something. And I'm like, okay. And she was like, you know, my mom put soap in my mouth and then spanked me. And I'm, I was, I have to say, I was mortified. Now, I had been through a lot with my daughter's mother, but I never, ever saw this coming. So... Long story short, I called Dyfus, get Dyfus involved. Dyfus says, hey, Mr. Gardner, you know, this is bad, but there's no black and blue marks. I'm like, okay, well, and they'll talk to the mother. Well, two weeks later, when I go to pick up my daughter, I get her from the gymnasium because she was starting to play basketball at that time. And the, the mother is telling me, she let me come 60 I had to drive 60 miles away to get my daughter. And, of course, she didn't tell me she was going to pull this shenanigan. But when I arrived at the gym, she said, you're not going to be able to see Taylor today. She doesn't want to go with you. So in my mind, I'm like, what do you mean she doesn't want to go with me? Uh, two weeks ago, I had to call Dyfus because, you know, you put soap in her mouth. So she's like, no, she doesn't want to go with you. 
So I'm like, well, never mind you. Let me talk to her. I get to my daughter. She's like, hey, dad, hi, hi, this and that. I'm like, come on, you ready to go? She's like, my daughter's like, dad, I'm not going with you. I'm like, what do you mean you're not going with me? It's my weekend. We supposed Now, meanwhile, back at the ranch, I am like anxious to know what has been happening in that house for the past two weeks since I called Dyfus based on what my daughter told me. Now, I get her two weeks later, and she's telling me that she's not coming with me. I'm like, what is going on here? So I pull my daughter to the side to speak to her about, you know, I'm trying to get firsthand account of what's happening from her. She's like, hi, Daddy. I am, you know, I wanted to see you today, but I'm not going with you. So I'm like, Taylor, are you serious? She's like, yeah, no, I'm not going with you. So now the ex-wife comes back into the picture and kind of stands between us. So I, I take my daughter's one hand, and the, the ex-wife takes the other hand, and we're pulling. We're like in a tug of war with my daughter. And my daughter breaks free from me and runs away and says, Daddy, leave Mommy alone. Why are you bothering Mommy? I don't want to go with you. And I'm, like, running after her to get her, you know. And, and then she ran to the other side of the gym, and then everybody kind of, surrounded her and protected her from me. Well, I have to let you know, I was just, I was outdone. Anyway, I head home. Remember, I had to drive 60 miles to get my daughter, so I had to drive 60 miles home to go back home. I cried all the way home. I could not believe that my baby girl it had been turned against me. I, I could not believe it. I called my ex-wife. I was crying as if I was at a funeral. And she told me, she said, babe, Taylor is doing what she has to do to survive in that house. Her mother told her to do that. And so you have to understand that she does want to go with you, but she cannot say. Now think about that. Think about how powerful that is. I know for a fact. I had quite the bond with my daughter. And then her mother would tell her or turn her against me. You know what that does to the conscience of a, a, of a child, <clears throat> how that, how guilty they feel because of that, that they know the other parent is good. And then w one parent turns them against the other parent and they have to live up to that so that they can survive in the same house with the other parent. Parents, I don't know what you're thinking about, but that is not a case that you're thinking when you do things like that. Those kind of experiences have a devastating effect on the children. It, it leads to guilt. And sometimes they never get over that guilt. That guilt can lead to suicide when they become teenagers because they feel so bad that they hurt the parent that they know is a good parent. But they had no choice, and they don't know sometimes how to say those things, to explain those things to the other parent. And so they, they die inside with the guilt. And I'm going to share with you in a minute what happened with my daughter when I was able to finally talk to her about that time, when, when you talk about the guilt. But what I, what I want to point out here, when a parent turns a child against another parent 
you know, cause them to mistreat them or not want to spend time with them or be bad around them and, and not be nice to their family members. You know what I'm talking about. I'm sure uh, many of you, have, you know, either know about this or have experienced this yourself. This is what they call parental alienation syndrome. When, a, when one parent brainwashes or, you know, does things to modify the behavior of the other child in a negative way against the other parent. And as I said, the child in the middle of this, this leads to guilt because they know that they are hurting somebody that they love and who, who has been very loving and caring to them. And so this guilt can lead to depression and sometimes suicide because the child feels guilty about doing hurting and, and mean things to the other parent who they know is a good parent and a good person. And so just to close out the story with, with my daughter. So, you know, I went to court several times about that and that's another podcast, you know, so I'm not going to tie you up with that story, but I just wanted to say eventually the, the situation was resolved in court. And when I was finally able I didn't get to see my daughter for six months as a result of that situation. The mother did not let me see her for six months. And so finally, when that process ended, you know, based on uh, a, a judge's, another judge's court order. When I finally was able to get my daughter on a visit and, and have her down at my house, I called her downstairs, you know, to the basement, and I just wanted to talk to her. And I said, I asked her, I said, you know, I used to call you. I said, you know, we, the situation in the gym, and she was very, she didn't even really even want to hear what I was saying. She was just very, feeling very anxious when I brought up the, the situation in the gym. I said, but then, you know, from there, I was calling you every Friday or every other Friday to talk about the pickup time that I was coming to get you. And you were telling me that you did not want to, you know, come stay with me for the weekend. And what I, what I was saying to her, I just wanted to know if she really did not want to come with me or was her mother telling her to tell me that she did not want to come with me. So I asked her the question. I said, Taylor, did you want to come? You know, was that your decision or was your mother? Before I could finish the question, she had ran out of the basement because the guilt and the shame she felt that she did that to me. I had to go get her, bring her back to the basement, and I explained to her that she would she was not going to be in any trouble. I'm not mad at her. I just want to understand what was happening there because you know, when you told me when she told me about the soap and the and the spanking she she received, we were on the same team. And then 2 weeks later, she was had been traded to another team, it seemed. So I was trying to just help her understand, like, what happened? What happened during that period? 
So she was just very anxious. But again, I said, Taylor, I'm not mad at you, upset with you. I just really want to know. And she said, Dad, my mother used to bring me in the room when, when you called, sit me on the bed, sit me on the bed, on her bed, and tell me to tell you that I did not want to come with you. And so stop calling. And, you know, at that point, I said, okay, Taylor, thank you. I just wanted to know that. But you know that no matter what, I love you. I understand that that situation was not your fault. But just know that I've never stopped loving you. I just really wanted to get the answer to that question. And so to the bad actors out there, whether you be the mothers or the fathers in your scenario regarding child pawn, understand what you are doing or may be doing to your children. This those experiences can have a devastating effect on your children. Not only in the moment, those experiences last for years and they usually are not good experiences that, you know, do anything good for your child's self-esteem, for their happiness and their overall emotional well-being. So if you love your child and you broke up with their father, let your child Spend time with their father and let the father spend time with their child because you don't hurt him. You hurt them. Okay? And so, for fathers, though, I just want to give you a couple of pointers that I think are are very important. And just just for... um. I want to reach out to my audience and and see what they think. I mean, is child pawn a good thing? Audience is, is the, does anybody win in that situation? I mean, what do you think? And so I say to the mothers or anybody like, does anybody think that this is good or there's anything right about what mothers are doing to the children and the fathers in these situations? I mean, what do you think? Wow. Crickets. That's right. There is no good. There is nothing right about this. There are no benefits to the children. And by golly, there are no benefits to you, the parent who would do this because you turn yourself into a single parent. And that is, as I said earlier, it's got to be one of the hardest jobs to be a single parent. Okay. And so, For the fathers, I want to talk to you about some ways to undo this spell that some of our children's mothers put on our children. And I'll share that with you on the other side of this promo. Relationship Readiness Life and Work Preparedness Services, the place you come to for coaching, consulting, and counseling in life, love, and work. 
We are a multi-purpose service organization that will coach you up, educate, guide, and motivate you to succeed. We provide management training and consulting services for all businesses in the areas of employee relations, unionized employees, progressive discipline, the annual review process, and emotional intelligence to develop effective leaders for your organization. And our relationship counseling services for individuals, couples, groups show you how to become relationship ready with improved self-esteem, resilience, and self-awareness. To learn more about our programs and services, please contact Robert T. Gardner Jr. by email at changeagentrtg at gmail.com or request a meeting for a free one-hour consultation at relationshipreadiness.org. Thank you, and let's go back to Station B.O.B. Ah, yes, how we doing? We've had a lot of shows so far, and I believe this is a a very heavy topic, but one that needs to be addressed and one that needs to be out in the forefront. But as I always like to do on my podcast is, no matter what the topic, what the subject, we always need to take a, 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 a moment to laugh. We need a moment to stretch and laugh. Laughter is good for the soul. So at this point, think of something funny that happened today, yesterday, and just laugh. (laughs) Okay, that was funny. So... Fathers, it's very important because, I mean, hopefully when you're married or you're in a union with the mother of your child, hopefully those are good, healthy uh, relationships and, you know, they never end. Or if they do end, that they can end in a way where the both parents can take a positive, healthy role and part in and their children in your children's lives if you and your partner or your spouse should ever go your own separate ways. But in the meantime, fathers, it is very important to bond with your children as early in life as possible. The reason why I say this, because laying those early seeds, just like the mother you know, can help you down the stretch if you are ever in a scenario where you are dealing with parental alienation syndrome. So when I say bond with your children early as early in life as possible, I am talking about changing pampers, you know, bathing your son or daughter in the sink or the little, you know, tub, plastic tub, whatever you may use, go to the medical appointments, feed your child after the child's mother stops breastfeeding. Then, you know, if she puts the milk, if the breast milk goes into bottles, feed your children, dress your children, take them to school. If your work schedule allows, pick them up from school. I don't have to tell you how to be a father. I I know that I don't have to do that, but there are some men, you know, who might think it's women's work to change a pamper or to go to the medical appointments and things of that sort. What I'm talking about is, is, 
you know, creating a bond with your child, you know, not, you know, because one day you might find yourself in that parental alienation syndrome situation. Yes, that too, but it's also good for the child. And so, but for this particular situation, I am talking about the idea of being mindful to, to, you know, to develop and strengthen that bond with your children from day one, change the pampers, go to the medical appointments, feed your child, go shopping at the uh, supermarket with your child, have snacks with your child, watch the child movies, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and all the other things that Sesame Street, you know, in order to, um, you know, just lay that foundation. And with that said, I'm going to tell you one final point where I, you know, that really substantiates what I'm trying, trying to say about establishing the bond with your child to break through this, you know, parental alienation syndrome. And let me also add, before I make this final point, that in the event that you do experience this, some of the ways that you, you break through when your children come back to you is to remind them, you know, what I'm talking about right now is say you, you've gone through some stuff where the other parent, whether the mother or the father has turned the, the child against you or made that attempt to do so where you, when you finally are back in your child's life, you know, to, to reunite, to strengthen that bond, you know, remind the child, your child of the good times that you had, share the pictures that you had in the amusement parks, on the beach, at the picnic, at the family thing, or just you and your child and the child's mother together, you know, just remind him or her of those times. Okay, be open to talking about anything that he or she, you know, wants to talk about in order to clear clear up some of the confusion or answer some questions about whatever may have taken place, about whatever, you know, has been said about you that was not good. If your child wants to talk about that, be open to that because, you know, parental alienation syndrome, that could last for years. And so when you get your children back, you you have to undo that. You have to undo that. And, of course, you can Google tips about how to undo parental alienation syndrome. But I just wanted to share some quick gardenerisms with you, if you will. And so um, I just want to finish up how how I think the bond that I laid with my daughter, Taylor, from doing the things that I described above uh, essentially when I did go back to court to, you know, hear what the judge had to say about me getting my daughter back. He did not, the judge did not allow me to have overnights originally. He said I could see his court order indicated that I could see my daughter from 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. every every other Saturday and no overnights, which was really devastating where the mother puts the soap in the mouth. I take her to court and then I lose my time over the weekend in terms of spending time with my daughter. So at any rate, 
you know, my wife said, babe, you know, you, you have to stop fighting. You, you've been in court a lot. And believe me, when I say a lot, I'm talking about more than a lot. <laughs> I'm talking about more than a lot. And so my, my wife said, babe, you got to get out the way. And, and she said, you got to let God handle this. Now, I'm not really saying that from this whole real holy roller religious perspective, but I saw that as spiritual. She said, get out of the way and let God fight this for you. So I stopped fighting. I did the one day, I'm sorry, the every other Saturday from 12 to 8. And then, you know, I was, I remember I was unpacking my trunk and my phone rang and it was my daughter's mother. And she called and said, Taylor wants her overnights back. And I was like, wow. Well, how do you do? I stopped fighting like my wife said. I just went along with the program. But I really think the bond that I laid with my daughter, you know, during the first weeks, first months, and first years of her life, you know, is what brought her back to wanting to have her overnights again at home with her daddy. And that was truly a very happy moment for me when I heard that. And so on that note, I'd like to say thanks again for listening in. You can get my podcast any at any podcast app where you get your podcast from and my podcast is all over social media. Please continue to support because I will always try to bring you some content that can help you learn how to become the best of your being in life, love, and work. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Make it a great day for yourself, and I'll talk to you later. As we wrap up this show, I hope this topic helped you to grow. And now you know a little bit more than you knew before. If you have any questions about this topic, please email me at changeagentrtg at gmail.com. See my website, relationshipreadiness.org. To learn more about my counseling, consulting, and educational programs related to life, love, and work. Finally, in the words of the late, great Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., if I can help somebody as I pass along, if I can cheer somebody with a word or song, if I can show somebody he is traveling wrong, then my living will not be in vain. Until we meet again, do the right thing when nobody is looking. Peace, beloved.